Snippet, the short podcast platform. Welcome to The Awakening Code, a new show from Snippet featuring conversations around the process we call awakening and living more consciously and on purpose. This week, we're thrilled to be joined by Elizabeth April to discuss her experience as a channel for Source. We start off with a conversation about her personal spiritual awakening. So I have questions for you. Okay, right. let's hear it. Obviously, you are dialed into something that most people, no matter what age, uh, you're young, but other people, a conversation, a drop-in experience, a connectedness to spirit, source, the Akashic field, every all mm-hmm. of that. How did this start for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of like to say that the awakening for me has kind of been my whole life. Um, so once again, I am quite young right now in this incarnation, but when I was younger, I had, um, special gifts and abilities. I don't even want to call them special, but you know, particular gifts and abilities of, um, visual. So I was able to visually see ghosts and spirits and auras and chakras and, and energies around people. And from a very young age, I would sit my friends down in, in elementary school and I would I would say, if you really concentrate and you focus hard enough, uh, you'll be able to levitate. So I was trying to teach my friends how to actually levitate. And every once in a while, I'd say, oh, my God, you got off the ground. Um, and of course, they, they never were able to. But, uh, but yeah, so from a young age, I was very open to these concepts. Um, I remember at the age of probably five or six years old, I, I sat my dad down. And of course, I was raised Catholic because that's kind of, you know, every good child in the 90s was raised Catholic. And, uh, and so anyway, so I was raised Catholic. And um, I sat my dad down and I said, look, you know, I have to let you know that the Bible has it wrong. And he looks at me, he looks very concerned. And, and I said, you know, the Bible says that God is a man. And that, that just can't be true because I've been talking to someone. And the Bible tells me that if I'm talking to someone that no one else can see, then it's got to be God. But the God that I'm talking to is actually a female. So the Bible has it wrong, right? <laughs> so, so from a very young age, you know, I was kind of questioning everything, um, questioning religion, questioning the education system, you know. And then as I went into to high school, I, uh, I started to, to really question to a certain extent and, uh, and actually get quite depressed through the questioning. Because through my questioning, no one seemed to have the answers for me. And, and to be honest, I didn't even know um, the questions that I was asking, right? But I knew that there was something more in this reality than what we could see. And of course, my friends in high school, they didn't have the answers for me. The teachers in high school, um, I went to counselors, psychologists, I asked doctors, I even went to a priest to ask for these questions. Like, what more is there? You know, what is there after this? What is there beyond this? And, uh, and no one could give me the satisfying answers. And so it wasn't until I was around 16 years old, uh, going through a very heavy depression, you know, understanding this reality. And finally, my dad actually suggested that I do a past life regression. Now, at the time, I didn't know what a past life regression was. And was your dad into that? I mean, do, you have, do you have hippie parents like us? So, my, I don't have hippie parents. Well, I, like meaning us. She's, oh, like she's us. my daughter's age. <laughs> like us. You're, you're, you're missing the butt. Oh, no. Same age as our children. Oh, yes. Um, you know, my mom is, is a beautiful and young soul, and she has so much love in her heart. 
And my dad is an engineer by trade, and so he's very analytical, but he was very open. And so to get himself through university, he actually did past life regressions. Mm. I'm just shocked when you say you were raised Catholic. Yeah. Right. And that he suggested a past yeah. life regression. It didn't really yeah. go. So I'm glad you answered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And so he was the one who actually gave me my first ever past life regression. At oh, 16. he did it. So he's the one who actually did it. And, you know, for those of you who don't know what a past life regression is, it's basically taking someone into a trance-like state where you remove yourself from this, this body, from this moment, from this reality, from this time-space continuum. And within the space where time and space doesn't exist, you know, you can experience the past and you can experience the future. So we went into many past lifetimes, about five or six past lives, and it was incredible because I experienced myself uh, male, female. I experienced myself as an oracle, a healer, a philosopher, you know, a teacher in every right. Um, but then I also experienced myself uh, being persecuted and enslaved, you know. But after that past life regression at 16, I finally had the answers I was looking for. Mm. You know, there's got to be something more than this. And why am I here on this planet? And I finally started to realize and understand that I am here to once again spread as much truth, knowledge, and wisdom as possible uh, through, through the capacity of channeling. And so at 16 to about 18, I started giving past life regressions to friends and family uh, members because it changed my life. So I figured it would change everyone's life. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Not everyone is, is at the point where they're able to be regressed. There's got to be a certain vibrational level where you are ready to let go of your ego. You're ready to let go of this existence to move forward into something else or to move backward into something else. Um, and then after 16, it was about two years later when I moved away to university. I went to a new town. I didn't know anyone. I was completely fresh, new. And I decided to go away to a 10-day meditation retreat. Vipassana, right? Vipassana, mm -hmm. yeah, correct. And, and so Vipassana is pretty hardcore. Uh, and there's no talking, you know, there's no writing, there's no technology, of course. Uh, you can't even, you know, you're not even supposed to look at one another. Uh, it's just you, yourself, and meditation for 10 days, right? So you really have to deal with some stuff. And on the second night of meditation of this 10-day retreat, um, I ended up getting abducted. Uh, I ended up getting abducted consciously. So I was 18 years old. I was at this meditation retreat, and I was taken uh, in the middle of the night uh, by a species called the Tall Whites. And e every moment of that abduction was conscious. Like, I, it's, it's literally burned into my brain, mm -hmm. uh, which is beautiful. You know, it's incredible that I was able to remember that. And I believe that it was predestined, contracted for me to remember that. Because up until that point, you know, I was exploring spirituality. I was exploring Akashic Records past lifetimes. I was exploring quantum physics and, and simultaneous time and vibrational frequencies, astral traveling, uh, remote viewing, those kind of things. Um, but, I mean... I had never really explored aliens. And if you asked me at that time if I thought aliens were real, I would say, of course. You know, of course there's got to be something else out there in the, in the universe. Uh, but I never really thought that they were here, you know, until they actually took me. Um, and then my, my reality was blown open. So not only, yes, aliens are indeed real, because I just experienced them, um, but, but they're here. And then the third breakthrough of my reality at 18 
was not only are they here, not only are they real, but but that I was actually one of them or coexisting, you know, as one of them simultaneously. And that's when I started to have really vivid flashbacks of myself as a tall gray being on a spaceship roaming around, you know, in, in a different body, right? So so there's a lot to unpack there and we can go in a variety of different ways, but that's kind of just an overview of kind of my wow. awakening process. We'll be right back for more of our conversation with Elizabeth April. Welcome back to The Awakening Code. Our conversation with Elizabeth April continues. One of the things that I love that you address is that not every, um, not every species is bad or mm-hmm. good. That just like in humanity, there are some... Because a lot of times I hear people say, oh, the greys, they're horrible. Well, there's good ones too. And or the reptilians, you know, where, oh, you hear so many people dissing on different, different species. Well, we, we have a part of our brain, the reptilian part of our brain. Yep. So we wouldn't say all humans are bad. And, the, and that's the beauty of you. And that I really appreciate that you bring that through, Elizabeth, that you let people know that it's not everyone. And it sounds like from what you expressed about the tall whites, your experience was not a pleasant one. <laughs> no, my experience with the tall whites, my first conscious abduction was definitely a very fear-based um, abduction experience, which is so beautiful because I can relate to others who have also had very fear-based abduction experiences. However, 99% of my experiences with all beings, you know, including the, the lower vibrational ones, have all been very positive. Because at the end of the day, if you take a step back from light and dark, high vibration, low vibration, we're all just the same. We're all just oneness. You know, we all have the exact same consciousness, right? And just like plants and animals on this planet, you know, we all have, we exist with the same vibration. All come from source. Exactly. All, all come from the same source. Exactly, right? So. And we're just perceiving it as, as light or dark you've had these contact moments mm-hmm. where do you see all this going and have these beings these extraterrestrials or whatever you want to interplanetary essence beings have they always been with us are they a part of our human evolution story and where are we going from here Okay, well, talk about a loaded question okay. <laughs> um, you know before I get into you know interdimensionals and humanity and what it all means and putting all the pieces together because that's kind of been my life's work is just kind of what is it? What is the bigger picture here? So I I have some answers. I I definitely can't say that I have all of the answers, but I've kind of accumulated something. But before I get into that, I wanted to talk about a really cool story. You know, you're talking about, you know, your your parents kind of supported you and, and, and there was that beautiful harmony and there absolutely was. And when I was 18 and I started having these vivid flashbacks of myself as this tall gray, um, I remember going back home for Christmas and I sat my mom down and, uh, and I said, Mom, you know, I have to tell you something. And, and before I tell you this, I, I have to say that I just love you so much. And what I have to say is that you're not actually just my mother, that I actually have another mother and another father. I actually have another family altogether. And, uh, and it's a family of gray beings. And so she looks at me and she's like, what are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, you're, I'm not your mother? And I, and I said, you, no, no, you're my, you're my mom here, you know, but I have another one. And I just, I felt compelled that I, I needed to let you know that I'm not just your daughter. I'm something more 
than what you see me as. And so she got very emotional. She didn't really know how to, I mean, how does a mother take their daughter that they've raised to 18 years, you know, telling them. And she birthed you. You're not adopted like me. She she birthed me and everything. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You came out of her. (laughs) Yes, I did. And so it was was difficult for her to take that information. And so we kind of like just left the conversation and she was very emotional. And and I I didn't, I knew I needed to tell her, but I didn't know how to tell her emotionally. Anyway, so we kind of left it there. And that night I did a little bit of meditation and I, I spoke to my family, my, my, um, my galactic, you know, gray Zeta family. And I said, hey, you know, I really need your help right now. And, and I really need my mom to understand me, like who I really am. She just needs to understand me a little bit more. So about two weeks later, my mom and my stepdad, you know, I'm, I'm now back at university. And they're having a, a fire in the backyard. And all of a sudden, this giant UFO comes floating along about 50 feet from their house. Mm. I mean, this is, this is the first time they've ever been exposed to aliens other than me telling them that I am one, mm-hmm. you know? And so my mom tells me this. She, she ended up telling me this story like six months after the fact because she was, I think she was so shocked. She was processing. But anyway, so she tells me that this, this giant f- flying saucer, uh, you know, comes down. And so she says, you know, we just got up out of, you know, sitting around the fire and we were just drawn to this thing. We didn't know what it was, right? And we were just drawn to it. And so we, she says, we walked to the end of the, the, the backyard and we were right at the fence. And she says, we didn't say any words other than, me turning to, to Brian and saying, do, do you see that too? And he looks at her and he says, mm-hmm. And that was it. And the second that they acknowledged this giant UFO, the UFO left. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that six months later, I channeled it. And what I channeled was that that was my galactic family greeting them, greeting my mom to say, hey, your daughter isn't crazy and she is a part of us and we are so happy that you now have her. You know, so it's this beautiful thing. And ever since then, she, my mom has been my biggest fan. Oh, she she joins all of my... You always say hello to her yeah, on your, on your say hi to mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in every live video. She's in every audience of every speaking engagement I've had. You know, she's, she's incredible. So I just wanted to say that, you know, that's the extent of the support that I have to the extent where, you know, my, my galactic family actually visited my human family, which That's, is just so incredible. That is. So incredible. So incredible. The language that you choose to use is so resonant with me because you're always talking about the greater good for all. You're talking about what the future holds for us and that we're co-creating it. With, we're dreaming it in. Yeah. And I love that you, you're on that tangent. So people are feeling squeezed right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I, I really, I think that's where you were kind of asking her to, to move us into what you see happening and what is this 3D, 5D shift? Well, and before you answer that squeeze, you know, you can't deny that we are, I mean, from the politic, politics that we're witnessing, the polarity. Uh, the reds and the blues. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. may as well say the grays and the, you know, mm-hmm. the tall whites because we're so, and it's so evenly polarized. Yeah. It's 51 versus 49%. So there's not even a feeling of really winning anymore yeah. because you almost lost. Even if you won and your guy is president, um, it, there's just a lot of angst if, uh, globally. Right you know, uh, you know, this is actually a download that I had just yesterday, which is really cool that we're bringing this up, the, the polarity, right? So, so just kind of briefly, I want to talk about um, the polarization happening in society. And we can talk about this all night, but, but I want to just talk about exactly what I channeled just yesterday. And it's so interesting. 
So what I channeled was that whether you are on, whether you are attached to the red side or the blue side, and we're just talking about politics, but we could be talking about religion or education or any A any movie aspect. that you watched, Exactly, anything. exactly. So let's just use the movie example, right, to stay away from politics and there religion, <laughs> right? So so talk, there's this new movie that comes out, right? And, and half the people are like, oh, I love that movie. I love it so much. You know, I'm going to watch it 10 times, you know, a day, right? And the other half of the people are like, you know what? I hate that movie. It's awful. It's it's terrible. And I'm going to rant about it on social media, you know? Now, what I channeled just yesterday is that no matter what side you are on, you're polarizing yourself, right? It's actually the people that take a huge hands-off approach that are w- the ones who are ascending and awakening so much faster than everyone else. Being the observer. So it being the observer. And, and, and honestly, I... I it's it's crazy, but I do not resonate with spiritual groups and communities. And and I, I've been really kind of contemplating why I don't resonate with spiritual groups and communities. I mean, I just moved to L.A. You know, there's definitely a spiritual community there as well. I go on to Meetup. I don't resonate with any of the groups that are, are that are out there right now, right? Any of the Meetups, any of the groups. And I'm like, why? You know, what is it? Like, you know, why don't I resonate with that? And it's because there's this um, attachment to the light. There is this false prophet syndrome that is happening of, I have to be this way, you know, and we were talking about it over dinner, you know. That's why I love you so much. You have to be real. You have to Mm -hmm. be human. We are on this planet to experience life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, about a year ago on social media, I would never post anything that wasn't vegan friendly. Okay. And I, you know, I've always kind of lived a more plant-based vegetarian lifestyle, Um, but I've, I've eaten dairy. I eat dairy. I eat eggs, you know, but I didn't want to upset the vegans. Right. And nowadays I'm like, screw that. You know, I'm not going to adhere to other people's belief systems just because they're attached to something that they think is righteous. You know, go after your own intuition, right? Follow your own, you know, follow your own intuition basically. But, um, but we're here, we're human and we're here to be human for a reason. We're here to experience life, you know? So, so we cannot get caught up in the polarity. We cannot get caught up in the light or the dark. You know, we have to take a step back and say, it's okay to feel crappy in one moment. It's okay to feel great in another moment, but we cannot get attached to the sunlight, you know, because then we're going to feel very depressed that we don't have the sun anymore, you know? So, (laughs) so before I channeled the Mandela effect and, and the Palladian Council, you know, contacted me with this information, which was incredible and mind-blowing, um, you know, I, I was so confused. And the reason why I was so confused, so I've been channeling for quite some time, and I have been uh, receiving beautiful messages about the future of humanity. It's going to be this incredible utopia of, of new vibration, new, new humans, new evolution, a new economic system, new education system, new everything, you know. Uh, and then simultaneously, for years, I was getting apocalyptic dreams and channels of, you know, volcanoes and tsunamis and, you know, environmental disasters, but then riots and war. And this is what we've been seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the lead up to it. So then I'm, I'm, I'm confused because, you know, for years I'm seeing both. I'm seeing the utopian, I'm seeing the beautiful, blissful 5D reality, and then I'm simultaneously seeing the 3D reality. And I didn't really put it in those terms for years when I was channeling this kind of stuff. 
And then it wasn't until I channeled the two Earths where I started to realize that they can actually both simultaneously exist. Mm. Now, so so that that finally made sense to me. I'm like, okay, here we go. We've got the apocalypse happening on on one end, you know, and then we've got the liberation happening on the other end. And they they are they're actually simultaneously occurring to a point where they cannot simultaneously occur anymore. And what I channeled. Um, at that time as well, 2016, 2017, uh, was also, you know, another kind of apocalyptic download uh, with uh, what they called World War Three, And what they told me and what they showed me visually with World War Three was um, a, a nuclear attack. And what they showed me was that this entire planet was supposed to basically um, go up in flames with a, a nuclear, you know, war. You know, someone was going to kick it off, the other is going to, you know, retaliate, and the whole world is just going to go up, right? And so then I said, well, why am I here then? Why are all these beautiful interdimensional star be- uh, starseed beings here? Why are we wasting our time on this planet if we're just going to go up in smoke? And, and they chuckle and they say, well, you know, you're here to uplift the people who need to be uplifted for the new Earth, for the 5D Earth. And everyone who remains stuck in a low vibrational frequency is, is going to basically perish in the third dimension Earth, right? So it's, it's kind of wild to think about, but there is going to be an end of another earth, another cycle. And what they told me is that the end of 2020 is going to be this other prophesized year of the ending of the third dimension altogether. And that's when we are all officially going to hop into the fifth dimension. Thank you for tuning in to The Awakening Code. Next week, we speak with Dr. Seema Diaz, and we hope you'll join us then 